0: This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Be sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put uh, most of our shows on video there and other resources for you to grow as a leader and an entrepreneur. On today's show, another great friend of mine that I've recently befriended and I just love meeting all these people because after the show, we normally do stay in contact and it's great and we build these networks. And so today I have Dr. Ty Belknap. Ty, welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. Thank you, Mitch. I'm very glad to be here. Uh, I love this because you're another guest that I've had recently that just has that great radio voice. So you're <laughs> gonna make us you're gonna make us sound good today. Awesome! Glad <laughs> to do that, <laughs> uh, Ty. You are um, what you like to call a nervous solopreneur. And uh, you, you went from that ner- nervousosity I'm going to make up a word there, uh, to having a doctorate in strategic leadership. Mm-hmm. And now you are the CEO of Port Bell SEO, and you are also a, an international speaker, and you coach homeless teens. And so we're going to dive into all of that. And we are calling today's show the five things that I've learned as an introverted leader. And I <laughs> love that. in our Pre show conversation a few weeks ago, Um, we talked about how we can bring value to the listener. And one thing I think people forget is there are all types of different personalities in leadership. And I was on a show yesterday on LinkedIn and we were talking about how you want different personalities on your team. You don't want just the cheerleaders and the go getters. You want the introverted people that just understand how to be even kill yet still be a vital part. And as you and I were talking a few weeks ago and you made the comment, I'm an introverted person yet you've built this business. So we're going to talk about um, the five lessons you've learned as an introverted leader. And I love that idea. So let's start with a big question here. I've said enough. The big question is what is the greatest challenge you have faced as an introverted leader? Social gatherings,
1: <laughs> mm. by far. Um, I, I if 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 anybody's familiar with the uh, the Myers Briggs scale of, for personalities, I actually literally rate one hundred percent introvert on that. And so I'm not just an introvert. I'm like an Uber introvert. <laughs> I, I'll go to a meeting and if there's not at least one person that I already know, I'll be gone in five minutes or I'll be standing against the wall or I'll find a chair to sit and make it look like I'm I'm doing something on my phone even though I'm nervous and have no idea what to do. Social gatherings are extremely difficult for me. They always have been. And um, the The Biggest way I I get over that is to either research the other people that are going to be there, see if I can find someone that maybe I have something in common with so I can find them and talk to them about that or bring somebody that I know. Uh-huh. And at least that way I have I have someone that can help me. And I have extroverted friends and they know me well enough. But I'll call them, I'll say, hey, I need a wingman <laughs> or wingwoman or whoever it might be. You know, okay, just come and help me. They're 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 extroverts. They're happy to do it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's some and and that's kind of an unwritten <laughs> expectation when you're in a leadership role, right? That you have to go yeah. to these meetings and you have What's interesting is I actually relate to that very much. I I didn't Mm -hmm. score a hundred on the Myers Briggs. (laughs) Um, in some ways I'm actually, I actually am an extrovert, but when it comes to social gatherings, Mm -hmm. I shoot for the corner man. I, I find the nearest corner. I don't sit in the front of the classroom. I don't. And so I'm very much, uh, I can relate to that. And I think a lot of people can, it's you know, we're kind of the people that we see the extroverted people in the front of the room, and we're like, no, that's that's not really what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I love your strategies, though. Kind of band together and and make sure we're in. We're 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 going to survive this together and have someone take the lead. So yeah. Um. So let's just get right to it. Social gatherings don't work. It's tough to do that when you're an introvert. Even again, if you're someone like me, who's kind of the balance of extrovert, introvert, both, which I think a lot of people are, um, how in the world do you build a business? I mean, you, you know, when you're building a business, you have to sell, you have to network. There's not really a way around that. So how in the world did you, you know, take your kind of posture of being an introverted personality and fight through that to build something successful?
1: That was the first thing I learned was marketing, and it was not just marketing. Marketing myself, learning how to, for lack of a better word, act like an introvert for a while. I I found out I can act like an introvert for or or act, act like an extrovert. I should say, sorry. I can act like an extrovert for about an hour and get away with it for almost that, that amount of time. Uh, then I freak out and I have to be alone for a while. <laughs> yeah. I have to say freak out, but it's it, it, I, I start getting nervous. It's time to go. Um, it's time yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I, my wife is an Uber extrovert. And so we actually have an agreement. We take separate cars when we go to social gatherings now because she knows in an hour, I'm done, I'm ready to go home. In an hour, she's just getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. she she's got three, four, five more hours to go before she's even thinking about leaving. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but but marketing has really been the big thing. How to market myself. And one advantage to being a leader, even in social situations, especially like let's say you're the leader of the meeting, even if it's more of a social meeting, you can still set an agenda. And agendas work with introverts because it gives us something to concentrate on. It gives us something to shoot for. We're not just sitting there trying to figure out uh, how do I talk about the weather? I mean, everybody already knows it's sunny out. What do I say? (laughs) We're we're an extrovert. We'll
0: talk about, you know, the sun for a half an hour without a problem. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And you've actually alluded to some things that are, that are very interesting. And I want to point those out because uh, it's easy to kind of slice over those. And that is number one, that you've set some boundaries proactively that, you know, and, and that's a really empowering thing, right? If I know I only have to be here for an hour and I only have to kind of act like an extrovert extrovert for an hour, and I can set some goals within that hour. It really takes a lot of pressure Um, that kind of self expectation or that, you know, projected expectation of having to quote perform as an extrovert when you're not. And so I love the idea of setting those boundaries. And then I love the idea of building in support. You mentioned your example with your wife, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great. And you mentioned the example earlier about maybe taking a friend with you. So those boundaries that are proactively set and then building support for the boundaries That almost relieves so much pressure to have to fit into what everyone thinks you should fit into. Right, exactly. And the the surprising
1: thing is, and a lot of people don't realize this, but half of the world are introverts. Mm -hmm. And so you go to any standard, whether it's a social setting, a meeting, whatever it might be, half the people there are introverts, but most of the introverts don't realize they are. Yes, they and, and especially in America, America is an extroverted country. Yes. And so there's that expectation of being outgoing and being more gregarious. And the funny thing is, you go to a place like Japan as an introvert, it's like going home, right? There's right. such an introverted country. It's, it's in, interesting that even though half of both of our countries are introverts and half are extroverts, the country itself has that air that's, that's yeah. so different.
0: Well, and, and there is this projected expectation, right? There's this misnomer. And, and I think, you know, some, you, I know you have a podcast and we'll talk about that in a second. So someone could even take a little glimpse into your life and assume, well, that guy doesn't mind talking to people. Yeah. Um, and, and I get that a lot as a speaker, as someone who has a podcast, as someone yeah. who facilitates groups, I'm, I'm at home in front of a crowd of people. I am very, very uncomfortable in the crowd of people. (laughs) And those are two very different things. And a lot of times people don't get that. They're like, Mitch, you know, we need you to go help do this because we know you love being around people. No, I really don't. Actually, (laughs) I love being in front of people. (laughs) But if I'm in the middle of, again, of the classroom or the meeting or whatever, and I hate networking events yeah. i hate icebreaker you know you go to a meeting and they're like well, we need to get everyone connected we're gonna force you to do mm-hmm. all this stuff and i'm like i don't i didn't come here for that i want to sit in the back of the room and just listen yeah. and and you're right Let's there are you those- into
1: a group of, of of seven other people that you've never met
0: before yes. and talk to them about whatever you want <laughs> yes. it's like okay whatever i want is nothing that's what yeah. we're going to talk about and so yeah and and i think that's another you know consideration especially when we're talking about leadership because if you even if you have a team of only 10 people you have 10 different personalities and oh, yeah. a great mistake that I think a lot of leaders make is they don't take all of those personalities into consideration mm-hmm. when they're developing whatever they're developing
1: right I agree
0: yeah, yeah. The-
1: and even if the funny thing is is if like even if you're a leader most leaders still have another leader over them and let's say that person you know schedules a meeting or something like that even if the person is an introvert they usually schedule the meeting according to how the extroverts want to do it mm. they don't schedule it to, according to how the introverts want to do it uh, which is it's part of the reason why i wrote my book leadership for introverts to help introverts help other introverts be be better at that kind of things because an, an extrovert uh, meetings are an extrovert's playground yes. I mean, they just love yes. that kind of stuff Yes, yeah. and you actually, as an introvert, you need to rein in the extroverts to keep them on task, to keep them not talking about the weather. And, and I, 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 I'm way overgeneralizing, you know? right? That, <laughs> um, but it's it's there are uh, lots of things that you can do as an introverted leader to to help other introverts, and really to help both. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best examples is a lot of companies, especially if you're a larger company, sometimes you'll do a getaway. Even if it's for an afternoon or for a day, you get your team together, just them the, the the dreaded team building stuff. yes. And there are ways where you can say, okay, you can give an extroverted time or you can schedule like what I say is I'll schedule an hour of doing whatever activity it might be. And then schedule a free hour after that where the extroverts can go all get together and go do extroverted things. The introverts can go back to their hotel rooms and relax and recharge for a while. Yes, You, know, um, you can schedule the the scheduled things and the free time to help with both different kinds of personalities.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And, and you're right. You go to a lot of seminars, conferences, meetings, et cetera, and they're just jam-packed full of, you know, all of all of the I love your 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 phrase extroverty stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the guy that I love it when they have those things at resorts or hotels because I'm just like, okay, I can go to the meeting from eight to eleven and then I'm gonna go sit in my room for three hours or go outside and walk or whatever. So yeah, you're exactly right. It is catered toward the assumption that everyone is comfortable with what's happening in this moment. And so yeah. insulating that is a really, really great idea. So um let's get to as an introverted leader, we said we're going to talk about the five lessons you've learned as yeah. an introverted leader. And I'm, I'm sure we've probably touched on a few, but let's really dig into that a little bit and give give the people someone that may be listening that is an introvert or someone that's listening that's an extrovert and and has the open mindedness to to learn a little bit about how to empower. Uh, and be more compassionate and empathetic toward introverts. So uh, what, what are those five things? I would just love to hear you kind of go through them and flesh Mm -hmm. those out and dig into them a little bit. And we'll just kind of play off of that. That sounds great. The first one is marketing. And I did talk about that a little bit, but
1: part of marketing is having the energy to do the marketing. Mm -hmm. And so you were talking about how you hate networking events. I have a tough time with those two but I've learned how to utilize them in a way that works for me at least. Since I am an introvert, and introverts recharge having alone time, what I do is I'll schedule a half an hour of alone time both before and after the event. Like I'll, I'll literally schedule it on my calendar be alone. And that way I have the energy to get through the event and then I have the time to recharge after the event also. And then during the event, even if I'm not leading it, I'll set my own agenda. I'll set a schedule of what I want to do during that time. Even if it's a loose, you know, even if it's only two or three things, it seems to, at least for me, it helps me to get through that time a lot quicker. Uh, the second thing- I, I
0: want to stop you there, um, yeah. um, Ty. I really love that idea of- st- scheduling specifically on your calendar, those protected moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll share personally, I, I actually, uh, a couple of months ago kind of redid my whole calendar approach, um, mm-hmm. every day of the week. And I set up a new system and I'm kind of playing with some things. And what I've learned about myself is I actually do my best work when I'm contemplating, mm-hmm not what i'm actually doing and that has a lot to do with these personality types and yeah um and so i i have um about six to seven hours a week uh that are only for alone time and contemplation Mm -hmm. and it skyrockets my productivity for the rest of the week and so i'm just i'm vouching for what you're suggesting because i think it really does give room for that decompression but also that settling and that kind of contemplation of what needs to take place. So I love that. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of number one. I can't wait for the next four.
1: Number two is something that took me a long time to learn. Don't let people pressure you for an answer. Ah. And just like you just been talking about, introverts contemplate, introverts think. Extroverts can come up with an answer just right off the top of their heads. But the more pressure you put onto an introvert, the more they shut down. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll, I'll be in a meeting quite often. I remember back from when I was actually in, a, in the corporate world, which I was in for over 20 years, and there'd be a meeting and I would have the answer that they want, but I just didn't know how to say it right. right. And so an hour after the meeting, I'd send the answer to my boss <laughs> yes. and then my boss would immediately reply or actually, no, I'm sorry, would reply, would come to my office and talk to me because he's an extrovert. <laughs>
0: yeah, and
1: right. tell me why didn't you say this during the meeting this is amazing <laughs> it's like well right. it's like too much pressure yeah, you know? yeah and so yeah don't let people pressure you for an answer take take your time and even tell them hey great mm-hmm. question let me think about it give me some time and that's another way as a leader that you can help introverts is by give, like giving the agenda ahead of time and saying, yes. if you have questions, you can send them to me ahead of time if you want to. Or maybe here's questions I'm gonna ask during the meeting. So you give the introverts time to think about it before the meeting so that they're more prepared. Love that. Extroverts mm-hmm. generally won't even look at the agenda. They don't care.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and see, that's, that's where, um, and again, I'm, I'm reflecting on this because I love the listener to be able to go, okay, how's that impacting me? Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm sitting here going, yeah, See, that, that is where I'm a little bit extroverted Mm -hmm. is I do respond differently in those settings and the agenda. And when I'm setting up meetings, I'm terrible at agendas. I keep them like two points. That's it. I usually have someone else do the agenda for me. And Mm -hmm. so I I think the point to all that, and really the point to what you're bringing up is you have to be self-aware enough. Mm -hmm. To know what rules you need to play by—that's best yeah. for you. And and your second point is, make sure you vocalize that to the people around you. Yeah,
1: and that's a tough part for
0: introverts. It is because it is. the
1: more pressure, the, the less we know how to say what we want to yes. say. Yes, you know, which is why it's it's it, and again, just like you said, there most people are not as introverted as I am. Right, I, I'm I'm very heavy on the introvert scale. Yeah. Uh, my daughter is an introvert, but she's like fifty-one percent introvert, forty-nine percent extrovert. Yeah. But to her, that's being an introvert. Isn't right, it's funny. Right. Uh, but so yeah, so things that I say, people just like you said, you know, maybe you don't have to go to that extreme, and and for some people, th- they don't, and they might it might be easier for them to say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'll think about that and get back to you. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad idea for for the people who are more introverted to to even have have Pat responses just in mm-hmm. the back of their mind to yes. think about of that yeah yes I love that I love that so number three is is which I have talked about we both talked about this is take time alone mm-hmm. um, I've become very protective of my calendar as well uh, I never used to do any interviews at all um, even with when I would be speaking on stage I speak on stage it's, and this is a perfect example of, of the way that I used to be, even before I realized I was an introvert. I'd speak on stage in front of a thousand people. I'd have 10 or 15 people rush the stage at the end, go, come on, I want to take you to dinner. We want to talk some more. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. I've, I, got, I have to leave now.
0: <laughs> yes. I've yes. done my time. <laughs> yes.
1: And so, and it's, and I've learned now that I know that I'm introverted and what I need is I'll tell the people that sounds great. Give me two hours and I'll meet you there Mm. because that way I've got my alone time to recharge a little bit before I'm going off onto the next thing. And, and, and for different people, it's going to be a different amount of time. Maybe you need five or 10 minutes. Maybe you need four hours after you're done or even the rest of the day.
0: I was going to say, or the next day for lunch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I won't do more than two interviews in a week because I've learned that more than that, I'm drained for the whole week. Yes, and yes. so and in fact, most of the time I'll do I'll do one. In fact, I had one interview yesterday, and then I'm talking with you today. That's all I've done this week is all, at all, yeah. and that's all I'm going to do next week. I think I only have maybe one interview. Right, I, like you said, I have my own podcast, but with my podcast, most of the time I'm not interviewing people. I'm just talking my stuff and i've got my talking points and i can do the things i want to do and i I love having my own podcast it's and it's kind of like being on stage because a lot of introverts think i could never be on stage i tell you what introverts you would love being on stage agreed because you get to do your own talking points you can just say exactly what you want to say and then you get to leave Yes. You don't have to worry about anyone. You don't have to answer questions. You don't have to worry about any of that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah, I I agree. And you also have normally some spatial uh, awareness because you're not in the crowd or in the corner or being suffocated.
1: Yeah. You get your own
0: space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Once you get over the fear of being in front of the people, you're in command of that audience. Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love being on stage. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, number, number, three is, number three is a big one for me because this is funny. I was talking with a good friend of mine who'd known me for, for many years. And this is when I was still learning about the introvert stuff also. And he looked at me one day and he said, you're not an introvert. He said, you just are better at talking with small groups than large groups. And I started laughing my head off because that's almost the definition of an introvert.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and so that's that's the big thing for introverts. Small groups are better than large ones, especially in social situations. Mm-hmm. You can get, like, I can talk with two or three people all night long if it's a subject I know something about mm-hmm. and that we're all interested in. But you get me in the middle, just like you talked about, in the middle of a group of 30 people, I don't even know how to say hello sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, jump into small groups as as much as you can because they don't drain you as much as large groups do. And you can usually get onto a topic that, and this is one thing about introverts is they're usually quiet because they're not sure about their confidence about a topic. Whether they know a lot about it or not, it's it's a confidence level, I would say. And of course, that's not for everybody, but for for a lot of us, that is. When you're in a smaller group and other people are talking about the same topic, it, it raises your comfort level quite a lot. And you start to get to know those people. They're not strangers anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Love that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and then my last one, we actually, we already talked about speaking in front of audiences is easy. Yeah. Um, a lot easier than I thought it was the first time that I, uh, was asked to go on stage. I literally, I almost threw up. Didn't, but almost did. (laughs) Yes. and then I and it was for a play and I you know I would practiced for weeks and weeks and weeks before that and but the first night on stage I literally I was so scared and then I got done and I'm walking off stage and I don't even remember what I said right. but the audience was clapping like anything so I thought wow whatever I did it must have been okay <laughs> <laughs> and, and it right. dawned on me right there that that's when I realized introverts can really run a stage when they want
0: to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's um, all of those perspectives are so empowering to everyone, but especially yeah. too, as we're talking to people that 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 lean more introverted. But again, you know, really the underlying point is to have enough self awareness that you, you know, yourself, you know, what does self-awareness mean? It means, you know, yourself, you know, your limitations and you're comfortable within those. I don't even like to call them limitations, just differences. It's your DNA. It's who you are. And self-awareness is about becoming comfortable within who you are. Like they say, within your own skin, Mm -hmm. which leads to the confidence to set those boundaries and to be okay. You know, I think all of us as humans, you know, we, we all like to be right. And we all like to please, you know, we we don't, we don't don't like rejection and we don't like conflict 99% of us, at least there may be one or two (laughs) that that don't. And so really what that leads to is not being able to say no. Right. And that's not good for anyone, but it's especially not good when you know that this moment is going to drain me um, for however long. And so, That self awareness that that leads to that confidence to set the boundaries to ask for support and to mm-hmm. set up set yourself up for success is um, really the foundation of the lessons that you've learned, you know, through your time.
1: Yeah, and, and if if COVID has taught us anything, mm-hmm. it's taught us that we we need to understand that about ourselves so much more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Extroverts have had a very difficult time with COVID because they can't be around people as much. Yes. And but and but the funny thing is is like my wife I said is a big extrovert and she says I'm rubbing off on her because I'll tell her well like we were just on vacation and we did great for the first day and a half and after that I told her I said okay I need the rest of this day I need to introvert
0: yeah I
1: I I need that quiet time and she knows that means not a lot of talking Mm -hmm. reading watching TV whatever it might be just 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 chilling out time Um, and she needs that sometimes now yes. too and she goes you're, you're making me more of an introvert <laughs> but you're, the po- you're it, poisoning her yeah you're poisoning yeah. her yeah, exactly. her <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's not that it's it, just like you said she's recognizing when she needs a break because even extroverts need a break every once in a while yes. Yes. just like introverts need still need to be around people In most introverts could never be a hermit and i couldn't be i like right. being around people just not as much as other people do, you know, just, and, and I, I have to gauge it a little bit more, but the big reason why I like to gauge it, the big reason why I like to have my alone time is because I like to enjoy when I am around other people. I don't like it. I don't like that feeling in my chest. Like I'm going to implode. And by, by scheduling my alone time, that, that works way better for me.
0: I love that, man. I I love that at the core of your message is taking control of your life and shaping it the way that, you know, I tell people all the time, this, we, we hear the word success and successful too often. We've, mm-hmm. we've watered it down because <laughs> we're, we're measuring, you know, I'm measuring my success against yours and against the guy on Twitter and against the lady on Facebook. And it's like, at some point you have to really define and shape what success means to you. And that's what you're talking about. You know, yeah. Someone might say, well, you only stayed at the networking meeting for an hour and I stayed for three. So I'm more successful than you. Oh, really? But you're also worn out and burned out and can't get up the next morning. You know, it's <laughs> like this, this whole idea of competition is really kind of killing our spirit of creativity and of living and of enjoying life. And so I love that at the core of your message, it's really about how do I take control of my life in the way yeah. that's best for me? And how do I teach the others around me? Um, how to really, you know, I'll be there for them. They'll be there for me, but this is how I need you to be there for me.
1: Yeah. I had a a big realization, uh, many years ago. Now I went to a Tony Robbins event Hmm. and of course there aren't many people in the world that don't know Tony Robbins. Yeah, Yeah. He's, he's like Uber, Uber extrovert. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And he's a billionaire, you know, and, and he has, he has these events that go on all the time. And what dawned on me when I went to his event was I I can learn from him some certain things, but most things, if I copy what he does, it's not going to make me like him. If it did, we would have thousands of billionaires in the world in the, just in the country right now, by going to his seminars, yes. they learned what he does. And so they'd be billionaires too, but they're not, right. because we all learn in different ways and we all experience life in different ways and different things affect us in different ways. And even talking about success, to me, success is being happy and full of joy. Mm. And Mm. that has very little to do with money. Yes. Money can help with that because it's it's a lot easier to be filled with joy when you have the money Mm. to do the things you want to do. But my first thing isn't money at all and that was that was one of the big realizations i came away from from that thing was you know if if i want to uh... It's like, I hear people all the time on the social media things, you know, how do you become a millionaire? Well, here's mm-hmm. the five things that all millionaires do. No, not all of them do. The ones you talk to do, right? <laughs> or oh, the ones you've yeah. studied, the ones yeah. you've studied do that. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. all get up at two o'clock in the morning. They work out for five and a half hours before they meditate for three hours. And then they get to work for 10 hours and then they sleep for 20 minutes every night. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> you <know>. right, right, right. <laughs> If someone yeah, asked, actually asked me because I'm, I'm not poor at all, but somebody asked me what I do. And I told them, I said, well, generally in the morning, I like to wake up. Everything after that just depends on how I feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and, and I do work out and I do meditate and I do read, but I don't, you know, it's not 23 minutes of reading and then you know, 18 minutes of meditating. Right. I was, <laughs> you got to do what works for you.
0: I was talking to a gentleman yesterday and he used a word that, uh, that I really, really liked. And it was kind of in, in subject with what we're talking about. And he said, the mistake we make is we've made life too pers- prescriptive. Yeah. So in other words, and that's really what you just said, you know, what you're talking about is t- Tony Robbins is giving everyone a prescription for success. Mm-hmm. The problem is what ails me isn't what ails Tony Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> And so when you look at it from that, that perspective, it's like, there is no prescription. No one else can give you a prescription. You have to find that whatever's going to work for you and that authenticity. There is no prescription for it. And I, yeah, when he said that, I was like, wow, that's real. When you look at it in those terms, it's incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ty, let's, let's kind of start wrapping up with this. We've talked about the five things that you've learned as an introverted, uh, introverted leader. Um, I almost said introverted expert, which I guess that could be applicable (laughs) (laughs) to. Um, and you've talked a little bit about your book and your podcast, but I, I really want to dig into for a few minutes, the idea of how can a leader, because you, you have a small team of people that work with you, correct? How, how can a leader, um, how can a leader potentially explore being more empathetic to the various, what I tell leaders all the time is your team better be made of different personalities. If not, yes. you're not going to reach your full potential of success right. and opportunity, what that means is uh leader tie now has to do a lot of real work on how in the world he deals with 30 or 40 or 50 or hundred different personalities. Right. And, and that's a lot of hard work to, to, to cut it as honest as we can. It's going to take work and effort. So for that leader that may be listening, that has a team of people, um, heck for that parent that has a family and has more <laughs> than one kid, um, what are some things that they could do to become more compassionate, to step into that empathy and really equip themselves to become the leader of all personalities as best they can? It's the number one most difficult thing that
1: all humans know how to do listen. Seriously. I don't know about you, but whenever someone talks, they're about four words in and I'm formulating my reply, which means I'm not listening anymore. Yeah. Or the dog barks. I had an interview yesterday. My dog was barking through almost, <laughs> almost the whole thing. I, I have four rescues. And so I don't teach. I don't train them too much because they've already been through so much. And the, the poor guy, he was, he was barking. He was happily. I think he wanted to be the interview subject <laughs> is what it was. And I felt bad. And that, that's the, a new they,
0: idea. That's a new idea for a podcast.
1: <laughs> the dog show. We could just interview dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but listen, really listen to what other people are saying. If, if you can listen. I was at a, a party once and I, for some reason, I was even more nervous than, than usual. And so I was literally standing in the middle of this party not saying a thing to anybody and everybody's talking all around me. And I would alternately look from one person to another. And there was one guy that was just talking up a storm. So I just kind of gravitated to him, stood around him for the night, let him talk all night long. At the end of the night, and unfortunately, I was stuck at the party, so I couldn't leave. At the end of the night, the guy asked the host who I was. He said I was the most interesting person that he had talked to that entire night. He didn't know my name. Wow. Wow. Because <laughs> I had never, I don't think I said 10 words to him the whole night. Wow. <laughs> but I was listening to, I was actively listening yes. to what he was saying. And he knew I was active listening to it and it, he appreciated it a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I w- that's, that'd be the big thing to me is, is re- really listen. It's tough with parents because there are kids and our, our job is to teach them and to help them go out in the world. Our job isn't to listen to them. But ah, it really is. It is. You know, yeah, we still—they're still their yes. still, individual people, and they're still growing their own way. They're not copies of us. We do still need to listen to them and find out what kind of people they're turning into. Be so. It's difficult to get out of that. I need to teach you role, and get into that. You're an actual person. I need to listen to you too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's the same in the in the workplace, right? Oh, Where yeah. we, we we put our boss hat on and our our CEO hat and our owner hat. And it's like, well, boss owner CEO doesn't need to spend time listening to janitor or whoever, you know, and exactly. Yeah. But, but I, um, I I fully 100% agree with what you're saying because it learning to ask the right questions that engage someone and then listening to those responses with empathy yeah. and compassion and, and activity uh, it, it, a, it changes the game from whoever's, speaking with us and sharing, Mm -hmm. but B, it really teaches us as the listener Mm -hmm. about the reality of what's taking place. Because I think what people forget as a parent, as a leader, is we have a perception that isn't always reality to most people around us. Exactly. Yeah. And so listening to them share their stories and experiences really opens your eyes to what's going on.
1: It, my best example, and I, and I talk about this a lot, my wife and I, before we were married, we we had a discussion one time about the perfect house that each of us wanted to have. Mm. And it got, actually got into an argument. We argued <laughs> about the kind of house that we want. I mean, just, not physically, but a knockdown, I mean, enough of an argument that we split apart for like an hour until we could calm down. And the next day, I, and I don't know why I thought of it, but the next day I said, honey, why don't we both just write down what we want out of this perfect house and we did it and we wrote down exactly the same thing exactly wrap around porch two stories tall pool in the back i mean i I, even the color was similar it was just it was hilarious we we had an argument about how we both wanted the same house right the argument was that we we weren't communicating right we weren't truly listening to each other Yes. You know, and that that alone taught me so much about the importance of really listening to other people.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love that. And and folks, I think if you'll take that that idea of just learning to be a, a listener, that will radically change uh, things around you for yourself internally and for others. So. Ty, this has been great, man. Um, share with the people how they can uh, follow you, get in contact with you, and then uh, where they can you know, listen to your show, obviously, and get your yeah. book. Well, um, I have it all in one place. Okay. My main website is portbell.com.
1: And you can get information about my book, about my podcast. I have um, My podcast is about search engine optimization for entrepreneurs. So all of your audience may not be interested in that. But um, several of my books are listed there as well. I even have a new training for people that are interested in SEO on there. But it's all right on that front page of my website, portbell.com.
0: Love it. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. So that'll be easy for people to go grab. So Ty, thanks so much for coming on the Mitch Gray show and sharing the five lessons you've learned as an introverted leader. Um, Very powerful. And again, it was for introverts, but really it's for everyone (laughs) as well. So put those into practice. Yeah, Yeah. it's just human needs and human behavior. So Uh, Brothers and sisters, thanks for listening to the Mitch Gray show. Again, we hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure you go connect with Ty. Uh, We'll put his information in the show notes, but it's portbell.com, just like it sounds. And uh, we will talk to you soon.